Welcome to Phone Messages, episode 128. It's just that he lives downstairs. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play message number five from Joel Waller. Before listening to it, some context will be helpful. In episode 120, this is Paul Masson, I played an outgoing message where I ask a long list of idiosyncratic questions, including, who is your least favorite artist? In Joel's message, he is clearly responding to this outgoing recording. Also, when listening to Joel's message, pay close attention to any background sounds. This will be important in my discussion with Joel that follows. All right, with that as preparation, the message is from the fall of 1989 and is 35 seconds long. Here we go. Uh, thank you, John. Those by me again. This is uh, Joel. Um, and um, my least favorite artist is this drummer who moved in downstairs for me. <laughs> it's not that he's that bad, really. Just he lives downstairs for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I paid good money many a time to hear somebody whack on the drums a bit, but this guy lives here. But, um, so I'm just, you know, calling to, uh, you know, Paul, my son, you sound, especially with that music, you sound like, uh, like a wine, uh, wine, wine guy, you know, like, you, like, Paul, my son, wines, you know, but, uh, this is just Joel, did I say that? I'm calling to say hi, and, uh, and to find out how much money I owe you, <laughs> and, uh, And, um, uh, see, I don't know what else is new, man. I just got back from Iowa City from that conference. It was pretty good, except, I don't know. It's kind of, I'm not too into being the center of attention and having to tell people what I think, but it doesn't matter. So, I don't know, man. It's all the news, I guess. I'll, uh, I'll call you back. Bye-bye. Fun to hear both of those messages. I mean, yours was hilarious, and I guess I was responding to that. I have no idea what I'm saying about money that I owe you. I did tend to owe people some money in those days. And, of course, I guess I'm being a reverse snob, <laughs> making some kind of uh, stereotypical comment about your, your music and uh, characterizing you as a wine guy. And then the drummer, I don't know. What I'm talking about, I, I don't even remember uh, a drummer <laughs> living downstairs. So tell me about the neighborhood that you lived in. I was on North Summit in Columbus. It was very near campus, which was great. And it was a poor neighborhood with a lot of people coming and going. You know, it wasn't a family neighborhood at all. There were some students and then there were just uh, people looking for a cheap place to live. And, and there was certainly the drug business, the sex business, those kinds of things going on in in the neighborhood, which made it not a family-friendly neighborhood. Uh, I was mugged once at Knife Point. It was really where the student ghetto meets the, the real ghetto, you know. So that's what I could afford because I really wanted to live by myself and I really wanted to study. 
Um, so yeah, I lived in a really cheap apartment. It was like an attic. You know, you came up through this, this metal stairway that was, looked like a fire escape. And that's how you came into this attic apartment that was very cheap, grungy, and, uh, super cold. I would often heat it. They, I didn't have to pay for the hot water. I'd run the hot water in the bathroom and I also would run the, uh, the oven to warm it up sometimes, uh, cause it was cold. And yeah, I had the attic. Like you couldn't stand up straight for very long because it had sloped ceiling. Um, and there were windows at one side out on, on the street. And then on the back side, there was a window in the bathroom that had bars on it. And then there was the door. Uh, so it had a kitchen, a bathroom, and then it had two rooms, I guess you could say. I don't remember if they had doors, but there was a wall down the middle of it. It actually was plenty of space for one person. You know, although a lot of it, again, you couldn't stand up straight for all that long because of the, the slipping ceiling. I mean, I really liked it. Do you remember how many floors the building was? Yeah, it was three floors, and that stairway also went to the second floor, but I think they had another way in. When it was built, it probably would have been a pretty nice home that really intended to be a single-family dwelling. That's my best recollection, and then it would have been divided up. So I don't know how many units there would have been on the first two floors. might have been two in each, I'm not sure. And then there was this attic that I had, and the there was a stairway that I don't know if I could have used in case of fire or something, but I don't know really where that went. I mean, I had a door that kind of went out, I don't know where, and I never opened it because I came up through this exterior stairway like that resembled a fire escape. And I could sit out there, too. I, I could put a folding chair out back, so I had, I, I guess you could say, a balcony. <laughs> but the dr- I don't remember the drummer, so that might have been just a moment. I mean, I, I remember in Chicago, the last place I had, there was a police officer who lived in the building, and he would blast this music, this kind of disco, not quite in style, you know, out of date, kind of throwback, but really, really loud. And uh, we believed it was to cover up loud sex, uh, and uh, we called him the dancing cop. That, that's the one I remember with loud neighbor. I myself have often had musicians as neighbors. The most annoying I can remember was a guy who sung and strummed folk ballads like he was Richie Havens at Woodstock. Like Joel, I didn't think he was that bad. It's just that his concerts often began at 1 a.m. So late one night, I decided to knock on his door. After a minute, he opened the door in a haze of smoke looking very stoned. Would it be possible, I said in my most diplomatic voice, to stop playing guitar after 10 p.m.? He gazed at me, clearly confused. Uh, okay, he assented. Considering how wasted he appeared, I was impressed that for the most part he ended his late-night sessions. Seeing that this is central Brooklyn, notorious for rooftop fireworks disrupting sleepers all summer long, and occasional THC-driven Gordon Lightfoot cover was not too much to bear. If you have a noisy neighbor or a nosy neighbor, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. 
Before I conclude for this week, it is time to announce my annual fundraiser. Since I currently have no sponsors, I ask listeners to donate toward the costs of this podcast, mainly the pod hosting service and the website. So if you wish to chip in, simply find my username, pfoch, at either Cash App or Venmo and donate what you can. Pfoch is spelled P, F like in Frank, O-T-S-C-H. I am so grateful for your support. And I am grateful for Joel's participation. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.